Welcome to the Resurrection People podcast with Preston Sharp, pastor of Sacrament Church in Nashville, Tennessee, and curator of The Art of Preaching. Each week, we look at three readings from the Bible, drawn from the Revised Common Lectionary. Find more at theartofpreaching.substack.com. Welcome back to the Resurrection People podcast. Today, we're looking at our gospel reading for the week, which is Matthew 18, 21 through 35. In this reading, Peter asks Jesus how many times he is to forgive. Up to seven times? Now, a little context here. Some groups within Judaism at this time had recognized something that we all kind of know, that not everyone who repents, and at this time it involved sacrifice, not everybody who says they're sorry or offers sacrifice for their sin is actually really genuine in their repenting. So what had happened is they noticed that there were people who would go back time and time again and offer sacrifices for their sins. So some within uh, the community wanted to draw lines here and draw lines as to how many times a person could actually seek restoration or forgiveness. Some argued you could only do it four times. There were other people that said if you're a repeat offender of the same thing, then you can't be forgiven at all. So when Peter says up to seven times, his suggestion is really on the more generous end of things. But Jesus responds by saying that seven is not the number, but 70 times seven or 77, depending on the the variant in the translation. This is a way of saying you need to forgive beyond your ability to count. In fact, if you're still counting how many times you forgive, You are not truly forgiving. You're just postponing your revenge. Now, some important things here. The goal is not forgive and forget as if nothing happened. Forgiveness is not the same thing as trust. Often when there is an offense, there have to be boundaries that are put in place. That the boundaries change as the result of the offense. Often when someone breaks trust on a significant level, The relationship has to change. Also, forgiveness and justice are not opposites. We should pursue justice. Dietrich Bonhoeffer says, only those who are in a state of truthfulness through the confession of their sin to Jesus are not ashamed to tell the truth wherever it must be told. Miroslav Volf adds to this, only those who are forgiven and who are willing to forgive will be capable of relentlessly pursuing justice without falling into the temptation to pervert it into injustice. So what is forgiveness? Well, forgiveness is surrendering the need for vengeance. Jesus then tells the story of the king who wants to settle accounts with his servants. We're told that this man keeps score. (laughs) He knows about his accounts, right? One man owed him 10,000 talents, or another translation is countless talents. Today's equivalent of 10,000 bags of gold would be equal to at least two and a half billion (laughs) dollars. Now, this amount represents in, in this time over 10 times as much as would have been collected in taxes by all of Herod's sons who were governors over the areas at the time. So we're supposed to see this amount as like way beyond anything anyone could pay back. The king orders that the man's wife and children be sold in order to pay the debt. In the world of the first century, debtors often had to sell their children 
or their children were seized by a creditor. The servant begs for mercy, offering to pay it all back eventually. The indebted man is also himself a scorekeeper, a bookkeeper. He's calculating what promises can I make to get out of this terrible situation. But of course, the repayment is impossible. The indebted man likely knows this, but he's trying to kind of manipulate the king, hoping that the king doesn't know this. Well, suddenly something shifts. The debt is canceled. We're not told why. The man's not to question why. It's canceled for reasons that are the king's alone. The man doesn't just get out of the scrape that he was in because the king thinks, oh yeah, he'll eventually be able to pay it back. No, the debt's really canceled. The king drops it. He cancels it. He forgets it ever existed. Then something interesting happens. Once the forgiven man is let go, he finds one of his fellow servants who owes him a hundred silver coins. This is the modern equivalent of just over about $4,000. And he demands that this man pay it back to him. Even when this man begs him and and asks for more time to pay it back, the servant refuses and has the man thrown in prison until he can repay the debt. Why? Well, one of the things we notice is that the king was willing to die to his bookkeeping. He was willing to let go of his scorekeeping. He was willing to cancel the debt. The servant, even though he had been forgiven, was not willing to give up his scorekeeping. When the master calls the servant back in, he's angry with him. He hands him over to the jailers to be tortured. The servant would still be unable to pay his debt. So we're left to assume that he will experience punishment forever. And then Jesus says something interesting. Why does Jesus say that whoever refuses to forgive will themselves be refused forgiveness. N.T. Wright says it this way, Forgiveness is more like the air in your lungs. There's only room for you to inhale the next lungful when you've just breathed out the previous one. If you insist on withholding it, refusing to give someone else the kiss of life they may desperately need, you won't be able to take any more in yourself and you will suffocate very quickly. We must be willing as Christians to open our lungs to both give and receive forgiveness. Forgiveness is not a work that we do. It's a posture that we have, a way that we're pointed. This connects with what Jesus has said elsewhere in the chapter about children in the kingdom of God. It is often our lack of childishness which leads us to think that we're too good to forgive. In Genesis 4, 23 and 24, there's this character Lamech, and he's a descendant of Cain, and he's quoted as saying this, Adon Zillah, listen to me, wives of Lamech, hear my words. I have killed a man for wounding me, a young man for injuring me. If Cain is avenged seven times, then Lamech 77 times. Lamech is crying out for justice. For those who have hurt him, he wants justice, and he's going to respond with vengeance. This is really similar to how people thought about things in the world of Jesus' day. And it shows how revolutionary it was that Jesus proclaims continual forgiveness. 
What Jesus does is he turns this logic of Lemek on his on its head. But Jesus doesn't just say, hey, go ahead and, and forgive and forego revenge. But he says, forgive as many times as Lamech sought to avenge himself. This is also what we see Jesus does on the cross. As he says, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they're doing. Thanks for listening to the Resurrection People podcast. Subscribe, rate, and review to help us get the word out. You can hear full sermons at sacramentchurch.com and find out more at theartofpreaching.substack.com.